Welcome, everybody. If you are tuning in through Facebook or you are listening to the podcast, you are listening to the Patty G Show, and I have Laura Wynn of Laura Sue Planning and Events, and also a bunch of other stuff that we're going to get into, a little little teaser on some Hispanic heritage we're going to cover as of well. Course. So I'm really excited for it. Thank you for coming on the show, Laura. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are more than welcome. I'm excited to get into it. So for those that may not be aware, what do you do? All right, so by day, I'm a communications manager for new schools for Baton Rouge, and then by night, I am an event planner. So I do a lot right. of event planning, and sometimes I dive in a little bit into social media marketing, or sometimes I do a lot of PR. Okay, okay. So how did you get connected with new schools of PR? So I actually uh, have a mutual friend, and I, uh, I met my boss, Adonica, mm -hmm. through, uh, through my husband, and then we connected, and then... I, uh, I landed that position. Very nice. Very nice. So what is your, I guess, because you're doing the social media for them, right? You're doing the marketing. marketing the marketing. Right? So I do a lot of PR. I am the brand manager, communications manager. So I do everything from graphics to a lot of uh, public relations. Gosh, so what made you want to get into marketing? Oh, I love marketing. Uh, I think marketing in itself is just uh, the way people see you. Okay. So, I like, uh, I always like to help people and I think that helping them like develop a brand, helping them like make sure that they look good, that every person has a story. So mm -hmm. if I'm able to tell the story in a very creative way, that's something that I really enjoy doing. I, I love that. Yeah. Everybody's got a story and everybody's story is different. Right. They may think it's the same, but in reality it's different. Right. So a question I've always been wondering, the difference between advertising and marketing. Ooh, well. Can we break? Can we break the two down? Well, that would be like you would have to ask somebody who is like <laughs> in that field specifically. Gotcha. More in depth than than more we can in go depth into. than okay. what I can like cover. Gotcha. Okay. So what what are some things that's happening with new schools of VR as of today? So uh, we are just working. Our mission is to make sure that every student in Baton Rouge uh, has a better education. Okay. And that's pretty much what we do. Gotcha. Do y'all have any upcoming events happening in Baton Rouge or mm -hmm. anything going on? Not as of now. Okay. Okay. What about through the through the school year? How's that? How's the school year going to be looking for y'all coming the fall with everything that's taking place with COVID? So with COVID, uh, it just depends. We're just still waiting to see what uh, what's happening. Uh, so far, the summer we uh, I know that we we're focusing a lot on summer enrichment programs. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to your planning side of things. Mm -hmm. You got the side hustle. Yes. So you're working the nine to five, but you're also mm -hmm. doing something on the side. How is Absolutely. that? How is that balancing act? So with event planning, uh, I do a lot of the stuff. Uh, so events, it has their has their tricks and has their tricks. Right. So basically, like I plan ahead. So let's say, for example, I do weddings. So I already have like I created this really nice binder for brides. So this binder, and then I asked them the essential questions. I asked them, all right, so when is the date? What is your dream wedding? Uh, Pinterest, show me what everything that you want in your Pinterest board, mm -hmm. and we'll make it happen. So I take all the information, and I create them a binder that, that will tell them, let's say if you're getting married next year in June, mm -hmm. that'll be a 12-month program. So uh, in their binder, I will create a 12-month program in which like, they can just do a checklist. Gotcha. And then they can just knock things out. So every month we follow up, we meet every month, mm -hmm. and we follow up and we do a checklist. And then we make sure that we are on track. Gotcha. So it's always like, 
So with events, it's always like that magic. Like you already know exactly mm -hmm. what to expect. You just have to make sure that you are very organized and you time everything correctly. Right. I know like a, the planning the event is the easiest part. It's when mm -hmm. the event's happening and you're like right. in it. Mm -hmm. So what what are some, like what's the, the easiest event you've had to plan and what's the hardest event you've had to plan? Oh my goodness. So my easiest event, it has to be what I call charity improv. Okay. Not sure if you heard of it, but uh, it's an event. Uh, when I started my event planning company, I wanted to create an event. Uh, so my husband is very involved in comedy. And give a shout out to Kenny. He What's up, was, Kenny? He was in Patty Yee's show a couple weeks ago. That's right. So uh, Kenny loves comedy. Like he loves stand-up comedy. So we were watching stand-up comedy one day and I was like, oh, well, why don't we do uh, a comedy improv type of show and mm -hmm. people come in and they, they watch, they enjoy your they enjoy their show and, you know, there it is. And it, it was popping. When I mean popping, it means that it was popular. People love, Baton Rouge needs a scene in which, like, they do a lot of comedy. People right. want to laugh. People want to enjoy themselves. So that was a platform that, it was a two, two things that really impacted. Like, people were loving the event, mm -hmm. but also the, the stand-up comedians that I got were locals. Okay, so, so we got some local talent at a local, local event. Local talent that they were like, they're professionals, but they never done stand-up comedy ever. And then okay. I told them, okay, you have five minutes, you have 10 minutes, write something of your experience, and people loved it. Like, I had one person who came up to me and said, thank you so much, because number one, I never would have done this. Number right. two, you gave me a platform for me to be able to express myself and people to see me a little bit different. And... uh Life is all about enjoying and laughing, so why not Absolutely. tell your experiences in a very innovative way? Yeah, in an innovative way, and it's also, it gets you out of your shell Absolutely. in a sense of, because I know public speaking is like, I don't know where the fears rank, but I'm sure public speaking is on the top for most people. Oh, it's just one, getting in front sure. of people and just, especially in comedy, you're telling stories about yourself. Right. You know, you're you're being vulnerable with the, with the crowd. You're being vulnerable with the audience and saying, hey, last week I was at the grocery store and somebody pushed a cart into me, you know, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So you're mm -hmm. talking about stories and stuff of that nature. That's pretty cool. And stand-up comedy has their own, like, little secret as well. Okay. You have to, you have to What's know the secret? So there's a couple of things. Like, I read that you have to have, like, you have to read your audience. You have to know what type of audience you have. Like, if you have, like, the older crowd, the younger crowd, you have to know, like, what jokes would would make sense. Because if you say something and people don't laugh, you know, like, okay, you bombed it. Mm -hmm. So you always want to, like, make sure that people can relate. You got to know the audience that you're yeah. standing in front of. Absolutely. So I've I seen some people bomb at my, like, at... What's the worst you've seen? Oh, my goodness. I uh, Somebody was talking about their children. And for me, it was just like... Oh my goodness. Like, uh -uh. that's a no no. So I, right. you know, like I was in the back and I was just like pulling the sign. I was like, you have one minute. Like, that's it. Like, cut it out. It, they just got up there for like five seconds and you're holding the one minute's up. Nope, yep. time's up. Time's, time's up. up. So, you know, you, you read the crowd and mm -hmm. sometimes, like, when you see like people are laughing and enjoying themselves, that's when you, you, you tell your jokes. Right. You, you feel the crowd. Right. Like, it's all about the energy. Yeah, it's the energy. And I, I feel like, even for you know for for shows for mm -hmm. for stand up comedy you have there's a bit of warm up time oh, that absolutely. that it takes to get the crowd you know moving and grooving with you and so you don't want to come out there you know right out the gate and you start waylaying your best stuff it's and for that event you need to have a good host right so if you don't have a good host that is able to warm up 
uh, like the crowd, then like your first comedian is has to like has to do a lot more. Right. But like so far, uh, all the charity improvs. What I do is that I do a uh, I fundraise for a nonprofit. Okay. So uh, the last one that we did was for Maison des Amis, which okay. is a nonprofit that uh, works with a lot of help, uh, people with mental illness and they're homeless. Okay. So you combine both of them together and we give them shelter. So we fundraise a lot of money for them uh, through comedy. Okay. Now, you asked me about the event that is the hardest. Yes. I say it would be the hardest, but it is the most rewarding one, and mm -hmm. it's the big festivals that we host with Go Rouge. Okay. Shout so out shout to Go out to Rouge. France. And France. Shout out to France. So with the festivals, you have a lot of it, a lot of a lot of elements. Because if you're hosting a 500 people per like people festival, you have to think about all right, the food has to be good, the pricing, how are you gonna sell your tickets? You have to do the marketing, you have to do the logistics, you have to get the permits. Right. Like if you're like people don't like to go event to events without alcohol. So you have to do like you have to get the <laughs> alcohol permits, you have to make sure that you uh market it as much as you can mm -hmm. and uh and it's just like it takes you a long time to like get all that process in and then the day of the event it's just like running around and making sure that oh my god how is how is everything how are you doing making sure that the vendors are doing good like the vendors have everything that they need or let's say we're doing uh the last event we did was wingamania right great which event. is an all-you-can-eat chicken wings and we raised at least eight thousand dollars for mary bird perkins absolutely so we wanted to make sure that everybody like Three days before, they have their wings. Mm -hmm. Want to make sure that they have their tents. Mm -hmm. Making sure that they have like the uh, the floats that they're gonna put their wings and how many wings each person is getting. So it's just a lot of logistics and a lot of emails and a lot of communication. And how is the communication with the vendors? I've heard it can be tricky because sometimes it's not vendors' full time thing is to reply to emails because they're busy mm -hmm. cooking or doing this. So what? Right. How is that working with the vendors throughout uh, Wingamania, for example? Okay, so. If I don't hear from them, I have their phone number. So I text them. <laughs> text them or call them or email them. I, I tell them, hey, did you see my email? Or if I see them, I was like, hey, check your email. I sent you something. So I want to make sure that they are informed. And I always like to keep, I don't like to send them a lot of emails. I just send them one email with all the information that they need. And I always, I'll, I always make them a map. And I will tell them, okay, so at 4 p.m., you're going to bring your tent you're gonna put. You're gonna start cooking. You can't bring this. This. These are the things that you can't bring. But here's the thing that you. The things that you can do. And then just let them know. And at the event, when I see them, I repeat myself. And I want to make sure. Hey, uh, per my email, this is all the stuff that needs to happen. And thank you so much for participating. Gotcha. Because most of the vendors that we have, they're very generous. Like, they are so kind that uh, they put in, like, their own ingredients, they cook, and and they do it for the good for the community. Yeah, and that's the thing with having those events, mm -hmm. and especially, like, Wing of Mania. You've got people that are donating their time, donating their resources mm -hmm. for the for the better of the community. Oh, absolutely. Which, and I love seeing that, that in the Baton Rouge scene. Mm -hmm. People coming together and people really just saying, hey, how can we improve the community and what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. And that's just all over in Baton Rouge. And that's the thing that I love about Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is all about collaboration. Yes. Like, I can, like, Patty, you can send me an email and you can tell me, hey, I need uh, A, B, C, D, and I will do my best to help you out. Because this is about helping the community. We can't do things alone. 
Yeah. You know, we uh, we always have to collaborate together. Right. Like for example, big shout out to uh, Jen Oakwin. I don't know if you know, uh, she's doing the front porch project, the storefront project. Yes, I saw that picture today. Yes, and then she is going uh, to places and encouraging business owners to just uh, fill out the form, and then she'll she's going to contact you, and then she'll take your picture, and then you'll get the pictures, and then she's gonna give you a shout out. That's awesome. It's giving, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of the, the one of the mm-hmm. premises behind the podcast was to give those people like that who don't necessarily have the resources right. to create the content and create the visuals and the audio and everything, and then put it out in the platform for them. Right. And say, you know, it's you come on, you come on the show, you know, mm-hmm. you let me take your pictures and whatnot, and then just promote you, mm-hmm. and just promote the community and promote the businesses here. And so I love mm-hmm. seeing that type of collaboration yeah. here locally. Absolutely. Okay, so. Going on from the charities, you said that you work with Go Rouge on that. There are some other things that you kind of do for the Go Rouge show in regards mm-hmm. to like marketing or anything of that nature? So Franz does his own thing. So Franz <laughs> does a yes. lot of his own things. So the only the only thing that I help with Franz is like the festivals. Gotcha. So that is our main, uh, the main collaboration. He tells me, hey, let's do a chicken wing festival. Let's do a mac and cheese festival. And then let's raise money for uh, the Baton Rouge General or let's do Mary Bird Perkins. And then we we just chit chat a little bit, and then we make it happen. And the, I love it. And then people love it. People always find ways to support. Yeah, that's what we appreciate the most. If if sometimes if they can't support, whether it's monetarily, it's hey, how can I help? Can I volunteer to work some hours? <laughs> you know, can I come in there and just pick up trash or something like that? Or even spreading the word. And yes. that's one of the things that I've been telling people. It doesn't matter like what you do, as long as you spread the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, just tell people on your on your platforms, people that you have on your Instagram or Facebook, and just tell them about it. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Oh, absolutely! It's spreading the word is the mm-hmm. hardest thing, especially when you're mm-hmm. trying to grow a festival. And when you have mm-hmm. these nationally acclaimed festivals right. and whatnot, mm-hmm. it's easy because people know about it. Right. But when you're trying to get something off the ground and try to make things happen, it's really that word of mouth in your local mm-hmm. community that kind of sets it apart. Right. You know, it's hey. The share button's just a click. It's, 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 it's just two, a click. It's two clicks. It's click to share and click to post. You don't right. have to type anything. Just mm-hmm. share it. Get it out there so people are more aware of it. Right. And then let those who are going to do what they want to with it, where they're going to participate, mm-hmm. donate. However, mm-hmm. it gives them the opportunity to be involved in something they might not have even known about. Right. You know, because a lot of these things are... There, I mean, how, how many? How long have y'all done Wingamania? How many years have y'all been involved? So Wingamania would be two years. Two years, okay. Two years, and we always we're always hosting it at Tin Roof. Okay. Because Tin Roof partners with us, gotcha. so we do all the permits, and then they uh, they they let us host. Yeah, they have alcohol there. I mean, yep. uh, of course. <laughs> like we said, events gotta have gotta have alcohol. Of course. Okay, so what what made you want to get into event planning? So, uh, so let me tell you a little. Let, let's backtrack a little bit let's, more. Let's back it up. How far? How far back you want to go? Um, what kind of a kid were you? Oh my God, uh, I was very shy kid. Okay. When I was young, I was very shy. Like you can tell my mom. Like my mom was just like, oh, like she's just goes to school, extracurriculars, goes back home, and that that was me. I was always in the bubble. So mm-hmm. I got a, a scholarship to the University of New Orleans. Okay. And uh, basically, I wanted to do biology. I studied biology. I wanted to be a doctor. And uh, during that time, I was an international student. Okay. So when you are an international student, they put a lot of, like, hard stops on you. When that, what that means is that uh, if you're a student, you only study, and then you can't uh, get internships or get uh, work outside because uh, you have, like, a, like a hard pause gotcha. on that. 
you can only work if you're a student worker at the university. Okay. So, so just within the university Within realm. the university. Okay. So uh, I did that and I tried to do biology and it didn't work out because uh, in order for you to be able to get a loan for med school, you needed to be a resident. So okay. it was just like a, a lot of different things. So uh, funny part is that uh, the one day before I was going to leave back to Honduras, I was born and raised in Honduras, mm -hmm. uh, I saw a teacher that was struggling with her computer. So she was like trying to smash her computer and was like, I, no. I don't understand technology. I just don't. I'm an older lady with a lot of knowledge. I don't understand right. technology. So I sat down with her and I, I taught her everything. Uh, so right now, everybody knows about Blackboard and Moodle. So I mm -hmm. helped her set up her Moodle for her class. And next thing you know, she, wa she was a department head for the Department of Romance Languages, of Foreign Languages at the university. And then she hired me as a graduate assistant. So I basically got my master's in Romance Languages and Spanish. Okay. So I was uh, looking to teach and that didn't work out. And then next thing you know, I, I ended up in banking. Okay. I ended up in banking. And then during that time, I was dating my husband. And then we got married and I moved to Baton Rouge. And then I was in that crisis, you know, like that mid-crisis in your 20s that you're just like, okay, I graduated biology. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a scientist. I, I don't want to go to med school. Right. I ended up into banking, which I thought it was going to be a very linear. So all my life, I thought it was going to be very linear. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job and married kids, yada, yada, yada. Right. And go down that traditional path traditional, that, every, that everybody's right? looking at and that's what they're going to do. Nice, safe, easy right. path. Next thing you know, uh, banking didn't work. Teaching didn't work. Uh, so I took a couple of marketing classes okay. and my husband was like, yeah, I just take whatever, like no rush. I took a couple of marketing classes and then I met Franz. And then through that, uh, Franz was like, oh, do you want to do this? And I started learning how to do all the stuff that I was doing. And uh, next thing you know, I was very good at events. So I, I did the first mac and cheese festival. Mm -hmm. So we did a mac and cheese festival for a podcast called Alt PR. It's yep. no longer here, but, uh, I was working a lot. I did like the marketing. I did the, the graphics. I did like a lot of the stuff for Alt PR. And next thing you know, I enjoyed it and I loved it. And I was just like, I had that moment. You know how that you have like that moment in which like, oh, shoot, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yes. And that idea pivoted and now I'm here. Now you're here. Yes. So where, do, where does the, the new schools for Baton Rouge kind of work into that play? Oh, I love it. Like, I, I love doing the marketing and communications. Mm -hmm. So I, I enjoy it a lot. Gotcha. But with my uh, with event planning, so back in 2018, I did it for a full year. So okay. I was not working. I was dedicating 100% to my business. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that uh, I was meeting the same people. I was meeting the same people and I needed a change. I needed, I'm the type of person that I need, uh, I need structure. Yes. So with structure came like, you know, getting a, uh, a job. So when I got the job, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about my work is the flexibility. So being flexible and being able to do two things that you love mm -hmm. really makes a difference. Right. It's so that's where like both of both of my you know my full time with new schools for Baton Rouge and then uh, Laura Sue planning and events. Okay. So it's that you found that that happy medium. Yes, it's a happy medium. Yeah. So it's not that I'm doing two different things. Oh, well, no, it's, it's, all the, it's all the same, just in two yeah. different areas yeah. almost. So with event planning, I find the joy in sharing the events and marketing and doing PR and sending press releases, and letting everybody know about all these cool events happening. And that's my drive. Mm -hmm. So with events, I do all the logistics. And then with marketing, I, 
I end up like sharing and spreading the word and and doing good for the community. Right. Okay. So I want to go down the, the the marketing hole, and I want to okay. specifically social media marketing. Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. So mm-hmm. for somebody who's going to try to promote their brand, they're getting off start, getting off the ground, getting started. What are some recommendations you would have on how to go about that? I mean, from from step one, I've let's say I've got a Facebook account from when I was thirteen, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. Where do we go from here? All right. So the first thing I would do is uh, branding. Mm-hmm. So think about number one. Think about like if you want to keep that name. So let's say your podcast ended up being uh, Patty G Rocks. Right. Okay, let's right? go with it. Yeah. Let's see Patty G Rocks. Right. So the first thing you're gonna think about is number one, are you doing this as like a passion project? Or are you doing this to make to make money? Mm-hmm. So depending on so whatever you pick, then you brand your um Patty G Rocks to Patty G Show. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you start thinking about like what what do you want your people to know you as? So you start thinking about like your logo. Like, what it, what does Patty G wants wants to look like? Yeah, who's your target audience? Because like, if your target audience is like high school, you know, you have to make sure that it's very hip. Like, yes. try to TikTok or try to do the dances or try to like do selfies. Yes. You I have to told know you your target when you get on TikTok. Yeah, you have to know your target audience first, mm-hmm. and then after that, like, let's say, uh, for example, for me, I'm doing event planning services, so my target audience are people who want to who wants to have events right. or they have an idea. So that's where like, you know, once you know your target audience, then you start catering your content to them. So for example, Patty G show, you want to make sure that everybody knows everybody. So you take the person and then you always tag them. You use link, you use all different platforms. You use Twitter, you use LinkedIn, you use Facebook, you use Instagram, and then you, uh, you brand it and, you make sure that the content targets your audience. So if you're featuring me, you would want to tag me on right. all my social medias. But you also want to like either put in a quote about me or make make it make the post feel like a story. Yeah. Because people love stories. People absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> people live off stories. Live off stories. Yeah. So you. Uh, so that's the that's the rabbit hole that I, I go to. I start thinking about like the long mm-hmm. the long term. Okay. So if the Patty G show wanted to to go on TV, like you know, what are some what are the steps that you have to do? Mm-hmm. And I always when I do a marketing plan, I always do it a six month plan. Okay. Because why I always, why six months? Six months because marketing takes time. Like mm-hmm. social media marketing, spreading the word takes time. Absolutely. Like you can't just be day one and have like a thousand followers. No, you can't do that. Well, you can. You just buy them. Right. But then right. what good are they actually? Right, exactly. Like, are you just liking their posts? Yeah. So you, you want to make sure that you you build gradually. So let me tell you uh, something about my event planning business. So at the beginning of COVID, like, yes. you know, I was planning events and people knew me. So much stuff was happening. So, so many events were coming up in three months. But I was terrible <laughs> at marketing myself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I couldn't see my Instagram. Four posts. You see my event planning page, Facebook? Six posts. You know, I wasn't growing it. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I could tell people that I do this, but if people don't see the product, they won't, they, won't, they won't know that you do it. Absolutely. So it started COVID, and I was always running. So when COVID hit, I, I stopped. Like, I stopped. I took a break. 
like mm-hmm. took a little break and was like, okay, what are some ways that I can do, like I can like help my business? Because I know that with events, it stopped. So what are some of the ways right. that I can like... How can you adapt? How can I adapt? How can I make, make a difference? Yeah. So I started doing two things. Okay. Uh, I started doing intentional Saturdays. So All I'm right. a runner. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, runner, half marathons. Heck yeah. I did, yeah. A, I did a marathon. Uh, fist bump. I did a marathon a couple years ago, actually. I did oh, Louisiana, yay. and then I did the Baton Rouge Beach half before nice. that. Mm-hmm. I was much younger and much faster. Gotcha. So I, I love running. running. Mm-hmm. My goal in life is to run one half marathon in every state. That's so legit. 50. So 50. So far, I only got two. So I got a long way to go. Hey, two is more than none, all right? Right. I've oh, only got two. one down. You got twice as many. Well, I challenge you to do that, too. I'm in. Well, it, it, it's also like, uh, you know, it makes you feel good. You, yeah. you run the finish, finish line and stuff like that. So I do intentional Saturdays, and I support a nonprofit. Okay. So I like sharing, spreading the word about that specific nonprofit because a lot of nonprofits are doing so many great things and people don't know about them. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that and I try to donate to them. And the other thing that I've been doing is webinars. So uh, Webinars have blown up during yes. COVID. Oh my God. So webinars have been, there's webinars every day. I see that. Yeah. So, you're, you're posting about all of yeah, them. Yeah, so I'm like, every I love day, this. every day, every, every Sunday... Mm-hmm. Because Sunday is my rest day, but I always plan. Right. I'm a planner. Every Sunday, I write down all the stuff. So what I, when I know, like, for example, we have Rob Wise. He does this chit-chat. Rob. And that yeah, guy is. Good old Rob. So Rob, Rob, love you, man. You're phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, so every, like, every Sunday, I'm always asking Rob, <clears throat> Rob, I need your list. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to add it to my rotation. Right. So, and then I, lately, I've been having Instagram people, like, Friends were messaging me saying, hey, can you post about this event? And I was like, sure. Why not spread the love? Absolutely. So uh, my husband was telling me like, wow, is, is being consistent. And consistency is everything. So I've been consistent with it. I've been tagging. Uh, let me tell you a funny story. So LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of tricks about LinkedIn that yes. I, I never knew, right? They're, they're, and they're... Which they, is so surprising because they come I, in quite handy. I stalked you the other day on LinkedIn, and I was like, "Patty G has four hundred plus like followers. Look at look at you." Four ninety eight before the show started. Oh, give me the five hundred people. I need two more. Two 500. more. Like like his page. So I started like reading about all the tricks about LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna make it authentic. Make it me." Yeah. Like, I have this high-energy personality, so I just want to, like, put everything on LinkedIn. And there's an, like, LinkedIn allows you to, like, invite people. Yep. So I started doing that every month, and I started, like, so in LinkedIn, when I, before COVID, I had one follower. Just one. Hey. One beautiful follower. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful it's, follower. It's, it all takes is one. It takes one. And the next thing you know, I started growing. And now I'm at almost, like, 400. And it. Heck and yeah. this is, like, in COVID. This is in 10 weeks. So it just tells you, like, if you give people the right content or you show people how authentic you are, Mm -hmm. people will follow you. So I think that that's what I've been doing through COVID. Like, even though events are not, like, are in halt, I still think that sharing the love or, like, giving free resources to people. Just, uh, like, I have a friend who's getting married and I just text her and saying, hey, I, you know, like, I have this, like, stuff for weddings. Do you want it? So I just sent her a PDF of all the stuff. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so helpful. And next thing you know, now I'm planning her wedding. See? 
So it's it's just great, like the connections and just people seeing the good the goodness of your heart. Yeah, it's when people see good, they respond well. Yes, and it's absolutely. When, when people start seeing negativity, they kind of start shying away. Right. But it goes back to that consistency. You can you can have this good pendulum and swing and everything, but as long as you have that true mission of who you are as a person and who you are as a brand mm-hmm. constantly throughout the whole process, mm-hmm. that's when people just start latching on and just absorbing oh. everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, LinkedIn. I want to go down LinkedIn because I'm still trying to – you're now the third person I've had, and we've had 30-something mm-hmm. episodes that is actually all about LinkedIn. So I love mm-hmm. it. So, oh my goodness. Love LinkedIn. Every, everybody else is like, it's just for a job or it's mm-hmm. just to get a job, but I've already got a job. I don't mm-hmm. need it. And people don't see the value of the professional mm-hmm. connection, right. the professional capability that LinkedIn has for people to, we connect on a person, on a professional level, but also the copy that we're writing. Like if you look at the the post I did today mm-hmm. on Instagram and on LinkedIn, they were about the new logo that just, that just came out mm-hmm. this week. And the copy on the Instagram is more fluffy, more friendly, more mm-hmm. kind of personable about mm-hmm. it. But then when you go to LinkedIn, it's a little bit more professional. Not much, but it is because that's what the platform wants. And a lot of people I see, they Mm -hmm. tend to take one post and just blast it across all different platforms. That's me. That's me. Without tailoring it to each individual Mm -hmm. platform because for Instagram, what do people like? Oh, people love photos. They love photos. Photos. They love photos, shiny stuff, beautiful things, quotes. Right. Quotes, inspirational quotes, you know, just things that make them Mm -hmm. feel good. And that's that's Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then when you move to Facebook, for example, what are what is some, what is a, a content category that people enjoy on Facebook? Oh, people love celebrations. Yes, they love celebrations. They love birthdays. They love weddings. They love engagements. They love everything. Events. They love events. life events or mm-hmm. events that are happening that mm-hmm. they can catch up on. Or Facebook lives. Or Facebook lives. Yep. People love the Facebook lives. Yep. And they love that interaction with people. People interact a lot more on Facebook than they will mm-hmm. on Instagram. Right. Unless you're doing an Instagram Live, then you get that same activity. Mm-hmm. But live is huge. Mm-hmm. And if you're, able, if you're ever so privileged to have LinkedIn Live, that tool is incredible. Not there yet. You have there to apply yet. for that. I've applied. I'm waiting to hear a response. So, and then we move to LinkedIn. What kind of content are people looking for on LinkedIn? People like to read so uh, people like to read inspirational things like how to build a team. Mm-hmm. They like to read um, things from Forbes. Mm-hmm. And Forbes have been releasing a lot of things about like working remotely, uh, how to uh, keep your team motivated. So people love to see the professional side. It's not technically looking for a job, but it's technically like telling your brand. Like yeah. this is who I am professionally. Like let's connect. So exactly. it's like a platform that connects 100%. Yeah, like for, for me, if I'm looking for a future guest of the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm trying to line somebody up in Baton Rouge who is involved in a business, maybe a business right. owner or a business leader, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a better shot of finding them on LinkedIn than I will on like Instagram. Oh, 100%. Or Facebook. Facebook, you can still find them, but mm-hmm. they're not as, they're more personable on Facebook. Right. You're going to find a picture of them with their family, for a mm-hmm. picture of them with their dog. Like yes. you and Kenny, just y'all's dog is adorable. By the oh, way. yeah. Corgi. Yes. Corgi. It's just precious. But you're going to find that on mm-hmm. Facebook and maybe mm-hmm. someone on Instagram as well. But on LinkedIn, right. it's your professional side. Everybody's oh, got yeah. their professional shot. They're in their right. suit, their tie, or their professional attire mm-hmm. for, their, for their profile picture. Right. And it's more of who you are professionally. Right. And so being so active on there, LinkedIn rewards you. 
and it rewards you well in how the algorithm works. Right. So I'm, I'm glad to see that you love the platform as well. Yeah, and it's not just for job seekers. Oh, absolutely. It's for people who want to show the world that, you know, I do marketing and uh, maybe you do some graphic design and you want to show, hey, I did the graphic design for this brand. Mm -hmm. Like how great, like you show your work. Like, if you do it on Facebook, people are going to be like, oh, okay, cool. It looks nice. Mm -hmm. But on LinkedIn, you have professionals who know the value of your work, and they will tell you, wow, this is amazing. Like, I commend you for doing this. Or, yeah. oh, my God, I see the strategies that went through your head when you did this. So it's just great. Yeah, it's it's more so on, on Instagram, you're going to get the likes, you're going to get the comments. Right. Maybe a couple of DMs about people saying, oh, my gosh, really love what you're doing. Right. Facebook, same thing. Mm -hmm. But on LinkedIn... You're going to have that brand say, hey, love what you did with brand X. Mm -hmm. Come over here to brand Y right. and do the same thing for me. Yes. And so it's that conversion rate mm -hmm. that is really impactful on LinkedIn in comparison to the other platforms. Mm -hmm. It is also how you use LinkedIn too. Okay. Because I know um, I follow a couple of CEOs. Mm -hmm. And the way that they do it is they, uh, you can see their companies and they have, let's say, 500 employees. Right. But the way that they use their platform is because they have so many people follow them, mm -hmm. they share good news about their companies and they get they share like employer of the week. Like, oh, my God, like I was just passing by and people knew, knew my name, but I took an opportunity to meet this person. And it it builds employee morale. Like, Absolutely. It, like I'm like, oh, my God, the CEO of, uh, let's say, Spanx, Sarah Blakely, she featured me who I'm just an intern in her like. LinkedIn, like it means the world. Yeah, it you you're given that that personal touch on the professional mm -hmm. level, right? That makes people enjoy their job more. Oh, absolutely. It makes them want to go to work. It makes them, you mm -hmm. know, if they're tired and groggy and want to call mm -hmm. in sick, they're like, no, I want to go in because they treat me well right. all the time. And mm -hmm. that what they post on social media is not just a, a facade. It's what actually happens at the workplace. Exactly. And then they will always love to talk about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to hear themselves talk. A lot of people like to hear their voices heard. Right. So, and LinkedIn gives people that ability to do so in a professional way. I like that quote. So, it's not just for job seekers, mm -hmm. all right, or jobs uh, mm -hmm. postings. There's a lot more happening on LinkedIn. And you get a lot of more information. Like, I, I can see yes. Facebook. Uh, like, listen, like, I can go to Facebook <laughs> and I can be like, okay, you know, like this person, this person, this person. Mm -hmm. But when I go to LinkedIn, people post a lot of articles that I'm yeah. just like, oh, wow, I didn't know about this. And I just share it. And this is valuable information. It's, it's valuable information and it's informative information that you can use and you're like, you can, you can apply it on right. Facebook. You got like 12 ads. You got to scroll through to find, right. to find something on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It's okay. This business is posting this, mm -hmm. this person shared what the business update was. And you're like, right. okay, I did not know that about that business. Mm -hmm. I really like that business right. and what they're doing. And then you want to support them even more. So oh, it's just, absolutely. it's just that snowball effect mm -hmm. that you're seeing this person's opening this location here. They're doing this in the community mm -hmm. and it, it, you still have all the celebrating that you have across mm -hmm. the other platforms, but it's just, it's put in this little box of mm -hmm. your professional life. And another cool thing about jobs, I'll now talk about jobs. We'll talk about jobs. Let's you go can jobs. find all the jobs yes. on LinkedIn. Like you make yourself market marketable and a lot of HR people, they use LinkedIn to see like, they don't want to see like what you have on Facebook or Instagram. They want to see what you have on LinkedIn. Oh, they'll look on your Facebook too. They'll well, check out and see what you do on Facebook before they interview you. <laughs> well, well, that's true. But like mostly LinkedIn. Yeah, link, no. LinkedIn, let's see if you're professional enough. Mm -hmm. And then let's go see your personal side. Let's right. see what you're doing on Facebook. Right. 
Well, if you go to my Facebook, all you're going to find is my dog. <laughs> my puppy, my corgi, my taco. Ken- Kenny says taco is uh, sleeping right now. Aw. But shout He's out to the sweetest. Him. Yeah, I don't, we don't have the dog yet. We're, we'll, get, uh-huh. we'll get there eventually. So what dog do you want to have? We want a sable German Shepherd. Oh, sable. Oh, my yes. gosh. Sable so, is such a nice color. They're, they're gorgeous dogs. And I, I, I come from my family. We've had like probably we have three German Shepherds right now mm-hmm. between my siblings. So we love German Shepherds. My wife loves German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go that route. Oh, the there big, you go. The big dog, just keep mm-hmm. it friendly for when kids come over. Oh, there you go. Okay. So moving from the social media side of things, you're also involved with Junior League. Yes. Let's talk about that. What do you do for Junior League? All right. So last year I was research and development. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year I am very pleased to be the marketing uh, marketing director and promotions for Touch a Truck. Okay. And for those that do not know, Touch a Truck is the event that you teach the kids about all like all the different uh, job the jobs that uh, people do. But you also get to touch like okay. ambulances. Like you get to touch like trucks. You get to touch a lot of different things. So it's just a good experience. It is also a fundraiser for the league. Okay, and so are y'all still going to have that event this year, or has that been postponed? So it has been postponed. We had a virtual one. Okay. But then hopefully so we see are... a truck. Yes. Like, <laughs> a, you know, a virtual truck. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, like, we are under construction until 2021. Okay. So I'm crossing our fingers that... What, what is, what's under construction mean? So you know how Touch a Truck is all about, like, trucks mm-hmm. and constructions and all right. that stuff? So that's a saying that we like to say under gotcha. construction. Okay. Until twenty twenty. Some lingo until twenty twenty one. Some lingo, yes. Got it. Some marketing lingo. Lingo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the junior league is uh, a lot of empowering women. Uh, we volunteer a lot with a lot of the different things that we do at the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work uh, with Knock Knock Children's Museum. We do a lot of like uh, help at the hospitals. We do uh, holidays, which is like the thing. Like, everybody goes to holidays in October. Yeah, holidays is... I've actually been a vendor at holidays for a previous business, but oh, continue. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get there later. Continue. Oh, okay. Continue what you were saying with... Y'all well, do we're holidays. looking for vendors now. If you want to come back. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Set up, set up a podcast booth, record yeah, people podcast, in there. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. So, Junior League has been really, really great. This is my second year. And so far, I feel very empowered. Like, there's so many women who are very driven... They also have full-time jobs, but their dedication to the league and mm-hmm. improving and in, like inspiring women is just phenomenal. Right. It's a it's a woman helping women and then everybody else also helping support the whole cause. Oh, absolutely. Which is great. And we also give grants to nonprofits. Okay. So that uh, so we raise a lot of money and then we uh, depending like on what uh, the president and the, our mission, then we do a lot of grants. Okay. So what are some them. of the nonprofits you've worked with? In mm-hmm. 2020, not much has really happened so far. Or well, could, I, or could I be wrong? Has a lot happened in 2020 with, with Junior League? Um, not as of yet, okay. but I'll definitely keep you posted. Got it. So We'll, let's, we'll, we'll get more are, information. What are, what are some past, some past non-for-profits you all have helped in the, over the course of the years? Ooh, that w- I would have to get back with you. <laughs> I don't have something on the top of my head. I'm so okay. sorry. That's all good. That's, that's, uh, we're on the spot. On the yes, spot. Yes, on the spot. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. So, so yeah, so I was a vendor at Holidays. Okay, so tell me more about it. What I enjoyed it. It was phenomenal. Okay, so for those who don't know, Patty G was, is an accountant. Yes, and I never knew that. I'm an ac- I'm an accountant. I've I've done I've done a plethora of things. I've had a lawn okay. business on the side. I've done mm-hmm. social media marketing for a couple of brands. Side and hustles. Some side hustles. Mm-hmm. I made paracord bracelets for a while. Oh, there you go. And sold those. But then I also mm-hmm. had a lifestyle brand called Off the Pier. Mm. 
So, and that's what, okay. before the show, Carl was talking about his wife getting some shirts. And mm-hmm. so that's what some of the shirts we gave him last night was some t-shirts that we had for the lifestyle brand. So I was at Holly Days for Off the Pier selling the lifestyle shirts. Ah, there you go. So it was it was a great experience. It was very well put together. I've mm-hmm. been to a number of trade shows and Holly Days was one of the one of the better put together ones. Mostly because mm-hmm. we didn't have to walk in the rain if it was raining because mm-hmm. we had the indoor parking and all that. Oh, yeah. Except for the time we lost power for two hours. Oh, well. But that was the River Center. River Center. That was the River Center. So. Yes. Okay, so... What is a couple of things that you like about the Baton Rouge community? Oh, there's a lot. Um, collaboration, okay. for sure. Um, we have very unique uh, individuals in the community. Like, we're very, like, diverse. We have a lot of entrepreneurs, actually. We do. Yeah. We have a lot of entrepreneurs. I really love uh, the way that we all get together, like, through adversity. You know, we had, like, the flood. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we came out together and we, people started building houses for others. Like, oh, your house is flooded. Let me help you. Yeah. So people like help together. Like COVID-19, like a lot of people are helping. We have like different organizations like Scrub Grub with the Baton Rouge Emergency Coalition. You have um, Shift Support. They're donating for the doctors, like at the hospitals. You have a lot of different organizations that are getting together, just uh, making Baton Rouge better. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the whole point. Like uh, absolutely, and, and the, I I love that our community is also very small. Yeah, we're a bit we're a little a little small. Uh, what is it? A little big town. Little big town. Yes, we have a lot of great restaurants too, and even restaurant owners they they're very like supportive. Like you tell them, hey, I'm throwing this event. Uh, would you mind helping out? And they they'll help out. Yeah, like they're always super friendly. Oh yeah, it's everybody wants to help everybody, especially yes. like with the flood. I can remember. Just going down the street of people's houses, just not even knowing who they were, saying, "Hey, do you need help?" Right. You know, ripping out sheetrock or anything. Because right. it's those that those that weren't affected were mm-hmm. like, "Okay, what can we do to help?" Because right. it's same a similar situation in the COVID that everything mm-hmm. was shut down. Right. But it's mm-hmm. more of people were physically impacted. Mm-hmm. You know, like to their homes, like their houses were actually damaged within that. And so it's okay. What can we do to help? Well, we can start helping them tear stuff down. Right. And seeing that real that band t- come together of the community was just phenomenal in my eyes. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things happening right now, like um, here in that Baton Rouge area. What we got going on? So, uh, well, we have uh, the storefront project. Yes. We also have uh, lighting the way, which I'm also part of it. Yes. And uh, lighting the way, we are selling like the uh, the blue light bulbs, mm-hmm. and then four dollars out of the five. So you, you buy a light bulb for five dollars, and then four dollars of that goes to the program Scrub Rub mm-hmm. for the Baton Rouge Emergency Coalition. Uh, you you also have shift support that they uh, they get donations, and then they donate to the hospitals. Um, you also have uh, my husband is spearheading this one. Uh, okay. Oh my god. Uh, um, no pressure. He is watching, but no pressure. He is watching. <laughs> it's uh, viral positivity. Yes. Okay. He just he yes. just invited me to like the page. So what is yes. what is viral pos- positivity? So viral positivity is uh, an initiative started from 368 uh, mm-hmm. Braff. Okay. The Baton Rouge Area Foundation and Hiller Moore, a district attorney. And what they're doing is they have a, pla- a website in which like you can submit the photos of healthcare professionals. And they... Uh, and you can, they, you can post it on the website and you can uh, say something positive to all the healthcare workers that are working every day. Okay, so it's just relaying that positivity across yeah. the board as much mm-hmm. as we can. Yes. Okay, that's very cool. Anything anything else that's going on in the community? 
Um, nothing that nothing else that is popping out of my head. Okay, as of right now, what events should we be on the lookout for? Ooh, we're with event planning. What we got? What's on the horizon? So right now, uh, in the summer, I just think virtual events. Just keep on looking out for virtual events. But uh, hopefully, for me specifically for 2021, bringing back charity improv. Mm -hmm. uh, Another event that a lot of people love that I haven't mentioned is Table Story. Okay. And I, I don't know if you heard about it. I, I, I have not heard about Table Story. What is Table Story? So Table Story is an event uh, that I highlight uh, chefs that are not very uh, highlighted in the community. So I did, uh, have you heard about El Tio Taqueria in Burbank? The name sounds familiar. I, oh my God. But elaborate, elaborate. We got, we got, we've got time. Go for it. Best tacos ever. Oh my God. So I, uh, since I, I know Spanish, I talked to the lady, uh, the owner, and I just told her, hey, I just want to host an event. Like, uh, we do appetizers, two entrees, and then a dessert. Okay. And then we, we show them about the cultures. We tell them about, like, what it is to eat authentic food. So the first one, we did it choyum fat, vule. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing, like, choyum fat food, he did Vietnamese food. Okay. So he talked a little bit more about Vietnamese uh, style food, how we all eat together, how like parents like always encouraged everybody to like sit at the table and share family style. So you're not like, not everybody has their own plate. Like everybody like, you put all the plates in the middle and Mm -hmm. then everybody shares. Gotcha. So we, I I try to like use that platform to teach others about other cultures. Mm -hmm. So um, going back to the culture. Yes. That we're going to talk about. So let's go, let's go there. Yeah. So the the cult the culture scene. Mm-hmm. How do you what do you what do you find is most important when spreading the culture mm-hmm. to other people? So personally, uh, for example, I'm from Honduras. So mm-hmm. born and raised, and whenever I think about Hispanic food, I always wanna like teach people that you know everything is made with love, and uh, you made everything from scratch. And uh, one of the things about my culture is that uh, we love giving hugs. We love doing like the kiss on the cheeks. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really predominant like here in the in the U.S. But, like, I like to teach people about where I came from, my roots. Like, what are some of the things that uh, I like to do, like, with my family? Like, we like to chat. We like to do family style. We like to make our own tortillas. Or we like to eat different things and try different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We like to, uh, my parents were always very into storytelling or telling stories or spending time together. So, we always, like, book, like, a night out like a night of the week and we just watch movies and we just uh hang out it's just the spirit of like staying together right so i know like over here like everybody's just like on their phones or on social media oh my gosh yes so on social media or you can see like uh one of the things that really like shocked me when i came over here everybody's on their phones they're texting they're looking at the stuff take picture and they're they're still on the phones especially at restaurants a restaurant. Oh my gosh, it's it's terrible how mm-hmm. frequently that happens. Yes. And it's like, okay, you're 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 at a you're at a restaurant. You're out in public with your family, with your mm-hmm. friends. You're all sitting down to enjoy dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, that time is like a sacred time. It at least is. in my family, for mm-hmm. when, we, when we eat our meal, it's our sacred time, okay. and that's the time that we get to hear about each other's day. Mm-hmm. We get to just you really become closer as a family unit whenever you share a meal together. Right. And when you're on your phone, how are you doing that? 
Right. You know, you're you're not. You're you're seeing what your friends are up to on Facebook, mm-hmm. seeing what your friends are up to on Instagram. You're taking a picture and posting it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm all for mm-hmm. posting on social media right. and sharing your experiences, but excuse me, there's a time and a place for that. Right. Oh, absolutely. Take the picture and then post it later. Yes. Like like don't sit there and you know, take the picture mm-hmm. and then post it and say, Okay, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. Everybody right. get in for a group photo. That's right. fine. But take the group photo and put the phone away. Right. Don't sit there and live stream your dinner. Right. You know, unless you put on a charity event and you're trying to right. promote it. That's all fine and dandy. But when it's you and your family, like, come on, guys. Right. Gals, let's put the phone away. Yeah. The, the first thing I do is like I take my photos and mm-hmm. I put it away and I, I always put put it in my back. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I leave it at that. Yeah. And then I, then later in the car, I can be like, okay, like, <laughs> let, let me let me try to post this. Post everything. Yes. But like, no, no, I think that like the time, spending yeah. quality time with people. That's the most important. Absolutely. And it's as a as a society, we've gotten so mm-hmm. ingrained mm-hmm. in the devices in our hands right. that we kind of we ne- mm-hmm. I don't for the lack of a better term, we neglect mm-hmm. those around us mm-hmm. at times. You know, because I've mm-hmm. I've straight up been in a room where we go and mm-hmm. sit down with four or five people and everybody's on their phone. Right. And I'm like Or people I become too dependent. Home. Right. Or people become too dependent. Yeah. So let me let me tell you a story about Italy. <laughs> Okay. So, so you know how? So, no, I've never been to Italy. I don't know okay. anything in Italy. So, well, not not technically Italy, but you know when you travel, sometimes like you go to your AT and T provider or anything else over there, and you tell them that you want LTE or five G, whatever, in your phone, so you can like be able to navigate or use right. your apps in Italy. Well, we didn't do that. So we didn't do that, and we're in Italy, and then we realized that our phones were like. And that's like, no, like not, no. Wor- like not working. No, yeah. Italy doesn't have Wi-Fi everywhere. So you just have like, and then me and Kenny were like, okay, so we have to go really old school. So we have to remember the streets. We have to remember where we were. Mm-hmm. We have to remember the trains, everything. And it really challenged us in a different way of like, we don't need phones. We have everything we need here. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just like a different mindset, different view. Right. You were forced to rely on yourself yeah, as opposed to rely on a device. Right, exactly. And for those that always say like, oh my God, I can't live without my phone. No, you're totally fine without it. You can. You can. Wait, wait for a hurricane season when all the power goes out. Yep. And it's gone for a week. Yep. And you can't charge your phone. Right. You you manage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stuff, you, you're able to reconnect with people in ways that you weren't able to before. Like the whole COVID situation mm-hmm. was a form of reconnecting with people. There's so many people on the streets running, riding their bikes, outdoors, mm-hmm. just enjoying the laid back, mm-hmm. relaxed, slow pace of life that COVID forced us into. A hundred percent. And and also another thing that I learned in Europe, mm-hmm. people eat dinner late and people just enjoy a glass of wine. Like you can be like, for us, dinner is like six, seven. Right. For them, dinner is like eight, nine. Yeah. And they close, they, they close at three, like at one and from one to like five. They're just chilling in, in the patio. I remember this guy telling me like, you Americans don't know how to chill. Yes. That is, I, 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 I fall into that category. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know how to just sit and chill. Like we'll go, mm-hmm. like if we go to the beach, my mm-hmm. life, my wife loves it because she just mm-hmm. sits and she's just able to relax right. and do nothing. For mm-hmm. me, I'm like five minutes in, I'm like, all right, 
Right. Looking around. All right, I need to go do something. Like I can't right. just sit here and I, I it, and it's, it's that's like my biggest or one of one of my biggest struggles is just sitting still mm-hmm. and zoning out and just turning off. Right. And it's like I can't. Mm-hmm. And but I want to. I want to be able to sit there and just kind of mm-hmm. chill and relax. So maybe I need to go to Italy. Yes. Maybe I need them to teach me their ways yes. of relaxing. And just chilling. relax and uh, eat dinner and enjoy company. That's it. Drink a glass of wine here and there. Nothing yep. wrong with that. No, no, nothing wrong. <laughs> okay, so to to start kind of finding our way to the end of the show, mm-hmm. what are a couple of lessons you've gathered along the way? You've kind of seen. You, you, you're in the nine to five, but you're in the side hustle as well. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the lessons that you've gathered throughout your process? So I'll leave you with three things. Love Number it. one, in business, a no today doesn't mean it's a no tomorrow. Love that. The second thing is uh, always take an hour a day for yourself. It can either be 30 minutes walking, but always have that reset, like reset your mind to to really like start your day and then the other one is i have a five minute journal that i do every single day so the way that the five minute journal it works is that you start with a date it gives you a quote or a challenge and then you write three things that you're grateful for so if you start your day with gratitude 100 percent, like your day is so much better already right and then you write three or five things that you want to accomplish today and then at the end is like it has a personal statement it says I am dot, dot, dot. And then depending on how you feel that day, you can just say, I am strong today, or I am a champion, or I am uh, going to be awesome today. So it's a daily affirmation. And then at the end of the night, it asks you, what are three amazing things that happened today? And then what is one thing that would, you would change and as long as at the end of the day, you're, you're like, I'm very happy with all the progress that you made, that is gold. Yeah. And, that, and always keep trying. Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a daily, it's a, like you said, for the six-month plan for social media, yeah. it's a slow process. Yes. Nothing happens overnight. At least mm-hmm. nothing good can happen overnight. Right. You it can't, you can't grow everything in like, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, like, I hired you, do this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, you have to do it gradually six-month plan you're gonna you can't have a tomato grow in a day or rome was not built in a day yeah we've got our tomatoes we're, we're still waiting yeah. on some ripe tomatoes over after several months mm-hmm. so absolutely yes but at the end of the day once you see like the tomatoes growing mm-hmm. or you see like the product of what you built right so that progress. is so rewarding okay and was that three yeah that was three that was so uh fast. three uh practice gratitude yep right a no today doesn't mean there's a no tomorrow. And time for yourself. And take time for yourself. I and, love that. And use the time. Like COVID has taught us to like take walks, mm-hmm. run, enjoy the outdoor, get some sun. Yeah. Did nobody know the outdoors was there before? Right. <laughs> like, like, it's always been there. <laughs> like lately I've been seeing a lot of people on the bikes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like been running. Right. Like it's, it's been great. And that's that's really what we need to more of in life. Mm-hmm. Is more of the slow down pace, right. more of the time for ourselves, more of the gathering ourselves mentally, mm-hmm. and just making sure that we're okay, making Absolutely. sure making sure homes taken care of. Yes, before taking care of other people. That's why they tell you mm-hmm. to put the mask on first of yourself in the airplane before you help other people. Exactly. If you're not in a good state of mind mm-hmm. and you're not where you need to be, mm-hmm. how are you going to help somebody else get there? 
Exactly. So final question, what can I do to help you? Ooh, that is a question that I would ask you first. But uh, to me, is uh, just share the word. Just share the word about like what we're doing, and uh, if there is anything that ha- is happening in the community, let's get together and make it happen. Let's do it. I want to. I want to. I want to chat with you about a uh, a bake v- event, a baking event, a baking event. Baking I'm interested. Event. There's a lot of logistic issues that I've talked mm-hmm. with some bakers about. So uh-huh. we'll have, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. It's like um, it's like doing Iron Chef. Essentially, yes. You need a lot of equipment because I want yeah. it to be like baked on site. Right. So, well, maybe for 2021 we can explore explore its options. So six months mm-hmm. and start planning now. Deal. All right. And for everybody else tuning in to the Facebook Live or to the podcast, thank you so very much for sticking around and listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I also really appreciate you, Laura, for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, mm-hmm. make sure you check out Laura CU Planning and Events. If you need an event planned or you just want to know what's happening in the Baton Rouge community, check mm-hmm. her out. She's on every platform. And I saw Brian Haldane was tuning in. Brian, check her out on LinkedIn, man. Hit her up. If you're on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. if you're on Instagram, wherever, She's got amazing stuff, and she's always informing the community about what's taking place here. And share the show. Share the podcast. If you know somebody who would make a great guest, hit me up. Message me, DM me, whatever way you want to get in touch with me, and let me know, and I will do my best to get them on the show. Or if you want to come on, same thing. Hit me up, let me know. But as always, thank you all very much for tuning in. I am Patty G here with The Patty G Show, signing off with Laura Sue Planning and Events. Y'all have a good night. Thanks. Yeah.